If you have your Bibles, you will turn to 2 Corinthians. This morning, my thoughts will be pretty brief. I know that Brother Tim has said many times he owes you, uh, he owes you back some time, and he can't give you time if I don't give him time. Uh, so I'm going to be brief this morning in the things that I want to speak to you about. Uh, but I hope that the Lord will still bless it and it will still be profitable. I want to read a couple verses out of 2 Corinthians. The first one will be in the first chapter. And the second one will be in the 11th chapter. So if you'll turn to 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, I mean, 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, and when I want to read to you verse 12, and it says this, for our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation, which is a, a manner or way of life. We have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you word. Now, if you want to hold your finger there for a second, in case you want to go back and read that. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth and he's rejoicing over some things. And one of the things that he's rejoicing over is that his testimony of their conscience was in simplicity and godly sincerity and not with fleshly wisdom. Now, if you flip over to 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, and I want to read to you verse 3, and it says, But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, if you look at those two verses, there's a common denominator for you math people. What is the common denominator between the first verse that we read in the second verse that we read. The first verse, Paul is saying this. He says that it was in simplicity and godly sincerity and not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, he has had his manner of life or the way he did things in this world. And then in the second verse, there's something that has caused a fear to come up in Paul. And he says that I'm afraid that this serpent through his subtlety, and that word subtlety there, that word subtlety literally means fleshly wisdom, a wisdom of the world. He says that I'm afraid that through the serpent's worldly or fleshly wisdom, he has corrupted your minds from the simplicity that is in Christ. So the common denominator there is simplicity. Paul is saying, hey, on this hand, I'm rejoicing that the way we operate is simple. And over here, he says, but I'm afraid that something has tricked you and something has caused you to think not with a godly wisdom, but with a fleshly wisdom, a worldly wisdom, and it's caused you to lose that simplicity. So simplicity is important to Paul, right? Now, if you read over in 2 Corinthians, the second chapter, probably on the same page for most of you. In the second Corinthians, the second chapter, verse 11, it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. There's a lot of curiosity that we may have about the devil right now. The Bible tells us uh, a good deal about the devil, but it's just a drop in the bucket compared to what there is to know about the devil. Right. We can think uh, about, um, you know, we know that the Bible tells us that the devil can transform into an angel of light. We know that the devil uh, tricked Eve in the garden. We know that the devil uh, was cast down as lightning from heaven. We know what the eternal state of the devil is going to be. But there's a whole lot we don't know. And we need to stick with what the Lord wants us to know, right? 
There's no need to rack our brains about wondering about all the things about the devil. But the one one of the few things that the Bible has given us that we need to know about the devil is his devices. We need to know his strategy. We need to know his plan, because if we don't understand the devices of the devil, it will certainly be easy for him to get an advantage on us. Right. And if you look at the verse before that, it says, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes, forgave I it in the person of Christ, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. All right, well, what is one way that the, what is one device of Satan there? Is to withhold forgiveness, right? To be bitter towards our brothers and sisters. And so it's easy for us to get going in life and sometimes forget or grow cold to what the devices of Satan are. That'd probably be a really good sermon series one day to preach on some of the devices of Satan. Well, we read in 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, that one of the devices of Satan is to corrupt our minds from simplicity, right? That's what he did to Eve in the garden. If you go back and think about Eve in the garden, as sometimes I'll do, I'll just kind of imagine what that would have been like. You know what? One of the best words to describe that would be is simple. Here you have Adam and Eve. They walked in the garden with God. God provided everything that they needed. The, you know, all they had to do was go and take of the trees that they could eat of and do the things that the Lord told them. What a simple, easy life, right? But compare that to what their life was like after the devil got a hold of them. All of a sudden, Adam is finding himself trying to break up the ground so he can grow some things that were growing on their own, Right? Now he's got to try to put food on the table. Now they find death coming into the world where they're having to destroy animals so they can have clothes and that they can uh, and have things like that. It's, it's a complicated life. You see, that's one thing about our human nature that the devil capitalizes on is he wants us to take something that is very simple and all of a sudden make it complicated. Right. And we are masters at complicating things, are we not? Let me give you an example. Maybe somebody does something or says something to you that makes you kind of turn your head sideways a little bit, right? And you're like, why would they say that? Or why would they do that? Now, I'll go ahead and tell you up front, this person that said or did that meant nothing by it. Not one single thing. But you go home with that little small interaction that you've had with them and you spend about three weeks rolling it through your mind and trying to figure out what they meant by that. And by the time you're done with that, you've got things so complicated in your head that you're so far off base from what they really intended that interaction to be, right? All of a sudden you're mad at them and you're, you're trying to come up with, and you're assuming things like, well, the, I guess they've got this going on. And next thing you know, you've had hours of conversations with your spouse over a little fleeting comment that meant nothing. You see, the devil took that something that was simple and he complicated it right here. Right. And he stole your time and he stole your joy because he likes to take simple things and make them complicated. That's one of his devices. He'll do it with your relationships. He'll do it with uh, your, your job. He'll do it with, with uh, all types of things. And sometimes I wonder, sometimes I wonder the life that we call normal right now. How much of what we do in our everyday life comes from 
listening to the fleshly wisdom of the devil. And we have found things to be very complicated for us, right? Now, listen, I'm not telling you, hear me now. This is just a, a silly example. But do you know why I go to work every day? I go to work because I like my house at 72 degrees, right? And that's not free. I go to work so when I cut the water, water spigot on, water comes out. But that's not free, right? I got to pay somebody for that. You see, we go work so we can have luxuries and ease in life. But where does a lot of the stress that you have in your life come from? From your work, right? From getting up and going to labor and do all those types of things. And I wonder sometimes, have we complicated our life so much because we're listening to the fleshly wisdom of the, of, of the devil? I mean, something to think about. I'm not telling you to go cut your air conditioner off because I'm not about to go cut mine off, right? The only time we don't have it 72 degrees is when we go from one building to the car, right? We're kind of a weak people if you think about it. But I wonder, have we complicated things so much? And how much of the stress that we have in our life is because we took something simple and complicated. You say, well, Luke, what are you saying? We need to go, go out and grow our own food and supply our own. You know, it used to be that's how it would be. You know, you got up every morning to live, right? You say, oh, that was a hard life. I agree, but it was simple. You understand? You see, the devil takes things that are simple and he makes them complicated. And he corrupts our minds from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, I told you this morning my thoughts would be brief, and I'm going to keep them brief. Paul says, I'm rejoicing because the conversation, the way of life, was in simplicity and godly sincerity and godly wisdom. And then he goes over and he says, But I'm afraid that just like that devil came to Eve in the garden, with fleshly wisdom that sounded really, really good to Eve and to Adam. And he corrupted them from something that was wonderful and simple. And now we've got something very complicated, right? That's one of his goals is to take the simple and make it complicated. One of the things, and this is my whole point of this morning. One of the things that I have appreciated so much about the Primitive Baptist Church is that it's simple. Right. Like, I don't know, uh, you know, Brother Tim kind of alluded to it this morning, but I was thinking the exact same thing. The song service just had something extra in it this morning. It just seemed like it to me, maybe because I wasn't singing much. But I was listening. And I thought to myself, how simple is that, that we gather together, somebody calls out a song that they'd like to hear sung, and we all sing it together. Simple. Took no preparation. Took none of your time up during the week. But we got together and we sang together and we worshiped the Lord. And that's simple. Amen. Right? The fellowships that we have. That's simple. They're not complicated. Right. The preaching that we have. The types of service that we have. We come in here and we sing and we preach and we pray. And it's simple. Amen. The doctrine that is preached yes. is simple. Right. It's simple. I heard a preacher say one time that it's so simple that you've got to have help to misunderstand it. But watch how the devil works. Watch how he works right here. One of the hardest things that you will ever do as far as evangelism goes is unteach somebody. 
Right. Right. You take somebody that has never heard the slightest thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ and you start through this Bible and you show them how God is a God of choice where he chose Abraham. He chose Israel. He chooses. He chooses. He chooses. And then you start talking about him choosing a family and it's as simple as it can possibly be. But over the years, Satan has inserted false doctrines. And he's poisoned people's minds. Not away from God, but just a slight little degree or two. And you get somebody for 30 or 40 years that's been off just a little bit. And then you go through this Bible and you try to teach them the same thing you taught that person that didn't know anything. You've got work cut out for you. What was intended to be very, very simple becomes very complicated. Simply because the devil inserted some fleshly wisdom into people's minds. That's how he works. I mentioned how much I appreciate the simplicity of the Primitive Baptist Church. Well, guess what else Satan has done? He's inserted some fleshly wisdom into people's minds about how they can make church better. And I've been in that circle before. And it will wear you out. It gets very complicated. Do you know that I've lost, I guess, maybe five, six Seven, I don't know how many years ago we built this addition to the church without a single committee. Amen. We did it in simplicity Amen. and we kept peace. Right. Why? Because as Brother Tim has said many times, God's way works. Amen. God's way works and God's way is a simple way. Yes. So what I would encourage you, anytime you're faced with something in life, that it seems like it's going to make things much more complicated. <clears throat> Step back and ask yourself, is this a device of Satan? Right. Is he trying to corrupt the simplicity, whether it's our church practice, whether it's doctrine, whether it's how you feel about somebody that might have said something in simplicity and you've taken it and made it complicated and now your relationship is, is in turmoil. When you find things that are beyond simplicity, when you find things that are complicated, that is a device of Satan. And pray about it and ask yourself, Lord, is this fleshly wisdom or is this godly wisdom? Because you may find that the devil's been knocking at your door trying to corrupt something that should have never been corrupted to start with. I hope that's been profitable to you. Please pray for Brother Tim.